Welcome to another Those Conspiracy Guys true crime episode. This time we're going to be talking about the Wolf of Wisteria. The man who gave the world the, the legend of the boogeyman, uh, the grey man, uh, or the Brooklyn vampire, also known as Albert Fish. This guy is one sick puppy. And joining us in studio is another sick puppy. <laughs> uh, former MMA cage fighter, current castle dweller. Uh, stand-up comedian, star of stage and screen, and uh, generally all-round sound chap. I'm a sick puppy, but Tom the Bear. Oh man, he's a sick puppy. That's sick the puppy. that's the clip for the show now. I'm a sick puppy on a loop. Uh, Tom, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. This is your first time on those conspiracy guys. It is, and I've you guys have travelled with me hither and thither, thither and yon. Uh, the, the shitholes where I know I won't get reception I would have to download prior yeah. because I've, I have an unlimited uh, uh, internet on my phone anyway so I don't typically have to download everything but if I know I'm going to the wilds of maybe your home county sure. I may end up I, I'll know there's, there's not a lot of internet there's people on the side of the road begging with empty buckets begging for a bucket begging of internet begging for wifi yeah. begging for wifi yeah. and the wifi for the boar this episode is all about Albert Fish now Tom I, I, I've sent you on some stuff you looked up some stuff yourself. It's very. It, this is dicey. We were on. We were on the radio already with uh, with Rachel talking on spin one hundred three point eight. And uh, <laughs> for those of you tuning in from spin, this is the show of the guy who f- killed, fucked, and ate a hundred kids, and sometimes not in that order. By reading down through the, the notes you gave me, and I was like, "Fuck off!" So, like some of this has to be. It has to be muck. It has to be because you think it's like uh, a murderer like, bravado. It's like, it's like you know if you if you got a list of things that that make you feel sick right now and you you've got like on rates <laughs> of and he ticked every fucking Everything. box. He was yeah. like, oh well, I'm going to eat my own shit. I'm going to fuck a child and then I'm going to eat it and then I'm you know I'm going to stick needles in my ass. It's just it was everything. It was like yeah. he looked for a, a what's what of a sick bastard and he went, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do it all. The whole the whole menu. The, it and seems. What, what worried what was more like any of the mad fuckers from especially America and back in America like I know there's still wilderness in America parts like where you can get away with shit like but back in the day like the 20s and 30s and stuff like that they all looked mad as fuck you know what I mean they had an ear grown out at the top of their head nearly or so you know there wasn't a uniformity of of beauty no but he this guy looked like he might mend your shoes he looked like hello I mend your shoes he looks like a nice like a normal dude little did you know that he he used to lob a load of uh, paraffin snot uh, cotton balls up his arsehole and then set them on fire Jesus, he was extreme. There's no doubt. Like, yeah, I, I mean, mean, nowadays he'd be a circus act. He'd be best mates with Johnny Knoxville, like. Or he'd be, you know, have a highly successful rock band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, but uh, it just, it just, one of these stories like jumped out at me, and this is Albert Fish, like totally fucking fucked up, dude. Like oh. really rough. 
rough stuff. Um, so for those of you that uh, are, are joining us for the first time, uh, this is Those Conspiracy Guys True Crime. Uh, this is a true crime episode. It's a little bit shorter than what you're used to. And we're going to be throwing these out in the off weeks between the bigger shows. Uh, if you have any questions or any comments or any corrections, you can get us at info at thoseconspiracyguys.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, all the social places that you might find us. Send us stuff on Snapchat. I'm sorry if you're not getting back to you. There is thousands and thousands and thousands of emails and uh, social uh, social comments and stuff coming in. I try to get to as many as possible. Unacceptable. Yeah, I know. It's really tough. I'm, I'm here on my Toblerone, so it's quite hard to quite hard to make it happen if you want to read any of the stuff or watch any videos of a load of video documentaries coming up from vid.me on our website which is thoseconspiracyguys.com and if you want to join in on the crack with the other co-conspirators you can jump into discord uh, which is our uh, chat and audio chat server as text and voice and we do some of the live streams through there as well you get the links for those on our twitter or on our webpage uh, for uh, discord and this show was only possible because of the lovely lovely motherfuckers over at patreon.com uh, which is a crowdfunding website uh, where you get to drop a dollar and uh, help creators create so patreon.com slash those conspiracy guys uh, is our page and on it you'll be able to get like behind the scenes videos you'll be able to get uh, like appearances where we've, we've filmed ourselves or recorded ourselves out and about in the real world uh, there's an extra RSS feed with outtakes and stuff from the show and little appearances on radio and uh, other other kind of live events that we've been at that we got recorded that aren't available for general consumption you gotta you gotta pay on Patreon to get those things we do also have a t-shirt shop a tea public where you can get loads of these uh, uh, conspiracy designed uh, t-shirts jumpers hoodies even baby grows that's right you can have my face on your baby good lord it's pretty weird in an albert fish show but i go for it I, i've go already for it. said it yeah. uh tea public uh, also uh, offers a 30 percent discount for all of our patreon people so when you get onto patreon you get a, a good discount on all that stuff as well we have been recording some Y press play shows with tom today so uh-huh. Y press play is our other uh sister podcast um it's all about movies tv shows and uh, computer games and uh, if you head over to whitepressplay.com or head to uh, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff, uh, we have all of the White Press Play over there. We do also have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash guys, which is kind of getting switched off incrementally bit by bit uh, thanks to the Orwellian uh, wrong think yes. machine. Yes. <laughs> it's happening, man. The shit is getting, uh, it's getting, the, the light is getting dimmer over at youtube.com. So we have moved a lot of the stuff over to vid.me, which is a new video hosting service. So there's all of those uh, documentaries and stuff that I was quoting in all the old shows. You can all find them over at vid.me and there's new stuff put up there, I think, every second day or so. And uh, at the moment, as you're listening to this right now, we are preparing for two live shows one on September 14th in the Generator, which is sold out. Unlucky if you didn't get tickets for that. We do, however, have tickets left for our big Conspiracy Guys extravaganza in the Sugar Club on the 10th of October. Uh, and that's happening in Dublin City. So if you're an Irish listener and you want to head to see uh, those Conspiracy Guys plus friends uh, live can, on the 10th of August. Can I come? Oh, there's tickets in the box for you already, boss. Beautiful. No hassle in the castle. Uh, you can head over to our website and head over to our Facebook page or our Twitter page and there's uh, links there to the tickets on Eventbrite. Uh, 10th of October, starting at 7pm. And there's loads of stuff. We have guests from uh, Scotland, uh, Paul and Jerry from Non Other Fake Newscast are coming over. And Johnny from Disaster Artists is also going to be making an appearance. We are going on a camping trip that weekend before the show. A survival camping trip to see if we can survive. <laughs> I know, Tom's laughing here because he's like, fucking surviving to be doing that. Uh, very, uh, very weird kind of 
the weekend plan there's lots of like weapons and lots of like bagged foods that the the nice people over at Patreon et al have been getting for us so there is an Amazon wish list for mad shit to bring on this survival trip uh, in, in the description below if you wanted to fill that out or uh, send us like some waterproof matches or uh, you mm. know uh, uh, one of those like arse protectors I have I've uh, camouflage yeah. face paint up in the car for you if you want because you're just going to need it I love it how do you get the colours to stay separate in the paint though oh I'll show you okay, sure. cool. you use the three fingers through is it's, it like it's, is it's, it like tartan paint essentially yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it <laughs> uh, we, the, the wish list is below and there's been some crazy motherfuckers sending serious stuff I've got like a tent and like sleeping bag oh, yeah. We've got like about 15 different types of weapons. We've knives and catapults and uh, some lad sent us a bag of ball bearings. Uh, Man, if Van Puss start watching your what's coming to your house. The postman hates my face because he's, he's breaking his back carrying bags of ball bearings up to my house. Uh, we have uh, a bunch of cuddly toys that we're going to pretend are real animals so we can shoot them and scavenge for food. And then we're also going to do a, a survival campsite come dine with me using the sur- the bagged dehydrated survival foods to see if any of them won't give us any sort of diarrhea will you drink your own piss I will drink my own piss through a life straw or uh, another similar uh, f- uh, apparently you can do it you piss in a thing wait till it goes cold life straw goes in all the toxins get taken out so we're going to do a test uh, but no one has bought us a life straw yet so if you do please please uh, somebody absolutely. find a life straw like I'll go and get one right now I swear to god dude this is a show with Albert Fish it's it, it's only piss it's only piss it's when only you hear piss. what Albert has done <laughs> so yeah head over to that wish list and uh, uh, if you want to go see us live we'll be talking about all of that stuff and have loads of video evidence of us not getting buggered up the arse like Burt Reynolds in Deliverance uh, go and check it out you got a pretty uh, mouth uh, thanks Tom I didn't think you'd you do have a pretty mouth though. I didn't think you'd notice. Uh, so there's mailbag videos on the way as well. So this is like a little uh, a little kind of intro to that kind of stuff. Uh, if you're sending us emails, I will be sending you back an email saying, I've got your mail. Uh, it touched my heart and other places and I'm going to reply to you in video form. So there's loads of stuff happening. Check out vidme and youtube.com. With all that out of the way, mm-hmm. Tom, Albert Fish, what a fucking sick motherfucker. Jesus Christ and Christ above. Like This guy... <sighs> I so, thought, yeah. I, I genuinely thought at first I said, Gordon, he's after picking some horse shit here. This is, because it just, it's, it, it fuck, it's ropey. He went to every fucking, he went to every height. He was, he went, fuck it, in, in for a penny, in for a pound, didn't he? He's, yeah. I'm going to do it all. Like everything, like anything that you could do. Now, mo- most of the time when we're looking at these, um, uh, how would you say like um, disturbed people mm-hmm. you know? we've looked at uh, Jim Jones oh uh, yeah Charlie Manson yeah uh, we've had some uh, like I've looked up some like uh, David Parker Ray the toy box killer which is coming up on the show quite soon we've done yes, on the radio yeah, already yeah, yeah. Uh, some of these guys are sick motherfuckers but like they, Joseph Fritzel uh, uh, you know uh, but they got one bag though typically you know what I mean they've got one kind of game that they're into you know what I mean this it's a, guy it's was, a peccadillo yeah, this absolutely. guy was the smorgasbord of fucking yeah, lanky shit like, he was, wasn't he he was he was he, the, four, the four page fold out menu of uh, fucked up murder shit unbelievable guy he like all of those people that I mentioned they do have an awful childhood horrific and I think this kind of stuff informs how or what kind of person you're going to be when you grow up not saying like if you get fucked up the bum you are destined to be you know a sick puppy or whatever yeah but it depends on what you get fucked up the bum with I guess yeah 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 uh, he he was born at Hamilton Fish which I think is actually a pretty badass name I think that's that's like that's an indie band Hamilton Fish (laughs) isn't it isn't it that's something that's some Brooklyn shit right (laughs) there what's your name Hamilton Fish man yeah like a PH exactly it's like you know (laughs) 
boardwalk elbow. You know what I mean? It's good. <laughs> yeah, I love it. But he didn't like this name uh, because the nickname around the time everyone used to call him Ham and Eggs. After like Doctor Zeus. I I this is in the eighteen sixties, so I don't think okay. it was Doctor Seuss. Probably not. But like ham and eggs, and he's just like, oh, I'm not ham and eggs. I'm gonna I'm gonna eat your children. Hey, listen, like we've he, all got shit nicknames <laughs> when we're small. I mean. <laughs> Mine was Professor Jelly Belly. Was it? It was, because I had glasses and obviously I was uh, obese. As obviously, a child. I was a professor. Yeah, as a child, yeah. you were like Doogie Hauser of Wexford. I, t- I took it because <laughs> Professor was at the start. I was like, yeah, whatever, man. Like, I'd be earning 70 grand a year by the time. As I'm a rapper, Dr. Green, <laughs> <laughs> Professor Green. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Anyway, Professor Jelly Belly out. Uh, his father was 43 years older than his mother. Player. Mm. He was able for it. He was, he was 75. That's some boy up. When Albert was He's born. still fucking pumping out the good stuff. Something happened anyway. Jesus. So at 75, he was still virile. Still swimmers were still working somehow. What a boil. Uh, no prostate cancer for that man, obviously. No way. Uh, so he, he didn't really have a hand in Albert's upbringing as such. Well, no, because he was, he was old, ready to not, die. He's not Jesus run, Christ. Running around. And Albert was also the youngest of four kids. Mm. Now, the entire family had a history of mental illness, which oh, doesn't bode well... For young Albert being like the mother was cray cray and then all the kids were also cray cray and Jesus. then the dad was brown bread. Yeah. Right. Uh, the brother was confined to a state mental hospital oh. and his sister was diagnosed with a quote unquote mental affliction. The poor lady. Uh, she was afflicted. I've been afflicted myself a few times. I'm after afflicting the hell off myself. <laughs> <laughs> but these, these, this family, the fish family, were yeah, no, were uh, all kind of had the 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 re- all fucking yeah, warped. all had yeah, mental yeah. illness at some stage. Three other uh, relatives were diagnosed with mental illnesses, and the mother had schizophrenic type auditory and visual hallucinations, but it wasn't diagnosed as schizophrenia at the time because obviously, like uh, uh, psychology and uh, psych- uh, all this kind of psych- psycho- psychopathy diagnoses were in their kind of infancy at this point. They were only just like half a generation away from being burnt as witches. Anyway, yeah, I mean, yeah. This is not a good time to be crazy. <laughs> no. So she she was definitely uh, unfit to be able to take care of these kids, right? Mm. And you know she has four of them. Anyone that's out there with of, of sound mind and body that has four kids, you know what you're fucking. You yeah. Know, like I, I, you know, we've relatives here that have four kids, and it's like, hey, what's the crack? What are you getting for Christmas? Um, sleep. Yeah. Do you know? Mm-hmm. I have sleep for my birthday and Christmas. It's only twice a year. Like it's bullshit crack, right? So she had to. Get rid of two of the kids, and she sent two of them out to the orphanage. The youngest, the youngest girl, and Albert, the youngest boy, was sent to an orphanage after his father died in eighteen seventy-five. Right, and he was he was there for for only a few years, but the abuse that he suffered there in the orphanage coloured the rest of his life, like uh, detrimentally. Absolutely. Do we know? Do we know what happened to him actually in, or did he ever? There was beatings. I was reading in. Uh, the different depositions of people mm. that knew at the time and he wrote extensive diaries later on in life about what happened to him when he was young but there was lads getting bet with rods they were getting bet on the arse with uh, like studded leather the shit that you see in S&M yeah, yeah, catalogues yeah, now yeah, yeah. studded leather paddles uh, they were getting like uh, poked with knitting needles um they were being made stand out in the cold on one foot. Like, it was like fucking Guantanamo Bay shit. Yeah, but I'm still not fucking seeing any recipe for eating people. Yeah, as well, obviously getting fucked up the bum by older boys as well, right? 
So you're getting that PTSD, you're getting that like yeah, of course, helplessness, yeah, yeah. I can't do anything about it. And, you know, PTSD is coming from this, uh, you know, feeling that I can't, like I can't get out of this situation. So he's in an orphanage that's supposed to be minding him because he's mad crazy. And he just got put in with a whole lot of other crazy people that had dicks that they wanted to put into him. Yeah, you can like see. He got, that's so unfair to a child. And he's only nine. Like he's like, oh, daddy died. Mommy's crazy. And these boys are fucking me up the arse and, and slapping me with fucking Sally Rods all the time. Yeah, right? it's, it's, it's no crack. Jesus, there's zero crack inside in that. Yeah, very. I mean, like he, he was there until he was nine and he said, quote, he got started wrong. We were unmercifully whipped. I saw boys doing many things that they should not have done. Now, that's a quote from his diary. There's also other kind of paraphrases that I read online. He must, like, because he must have been one tortured poor fool. Well, this like, is the mentally, thing. Like. When you were nine, Tom, you remember getting little, like, uh, AAA battery boners? Mm. And you're like, oh, this is weird and pointy. And you're like, you didn't know really what it was for, yeah. really. But you'd give it a rub and be like, oh, that feels weird, like in the bath or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this guy was getting whipped. And then watching other people getting whipped. And he wrote in his diary, like, I used to get erections from watching it. And then because he was exposed to this uh, sexual activity, mm. as young kids that are exposed to sexual activity are kind of wont to do, they start to sexualize themselves or they start to play with their own poo or they start to, you know, uh, and of course, uh, masturbate nobody, at a nobody very, very young an eye on this Nobody's either, keeping like. an eye on this. This is fucking an orphanage in the 1870s, dude. Yeah. And uh, they start to masturbate a lot earlier because they see that that's a thing that you do. And then you're shown the technique by somebody else, obviously, against your will. And you start mm. doing it yourself. And, you're, you know, it becomes like a comfort thing. Even now, like, there's grown-ass men addicted to wanking because it's a, a chemical release, a neurochemical release. That's, yeah. a, that's a, you know, a relaxer, like eating shitty food or whatever. And this kid is doing that to go, like, I'm just going to wank myself asleep yeah. because it's the only thing that will put me off the awful dreams. But while he's doing that, he's watching his his peers getting fucking whipped bloody in bits like fucking hell it's yeah. a weird connotation yeah. to to have masturbatory activity at like 10 yeah 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 while your mates are getting raped and, and screaming and getting whipped in the other room or in the room with you like that's fucked up dude you don't have but see, and you, you've nothing else on the cards either it's not like you get to, it, there's no happiness so I mean you, the yeah. only the only outlet for happiness is oh Jesus Christ there's some sort of a respite here at least I can just go close my eyes and just disappear it, uh, disappear like because there's no happiness anywhere yeah. like he's not getting presents you know what I mean he's, nobody's holding his hand nobody's being sound yeah. nobody's you know it sounds like just a horror show and the only way out no was comfort. just yeah. yeah so whether he was actually taking pleasure from seeing the lads getting the fucking hidings but then the, I, I, you see that's, that's the yeah. thing he writes that he was getting erections while he watched it and I'm thinking is that not just because like you're you were getting aroused anyway yeah yeah and then yeah. you started associating with this it does sound very similar and i know we mentioned it in every fucking show mk ultra one of our earliest shows yeah, I don't know if you heard yeah, it. yeah like a lot of this stuff is implanted in young men and it kind of cracks the psyche between like um uh sexual uh, sexual mind control like sexual abuse mind control mm. where they would rape somebody yeah. into severing their psyche in half and then they start implanting ideas in the uh, disassociated identity or whatever yeah like this is absolutely happening to him at this point it has to be and then plus he's he's just associating with that moment just like all right this is this horror show happening over there in the yeah. corner i've just gotten under yeah this is this is exactly what i'm going to associate with seeing horrible shit and then and, and as well as we find out later on you talk about sticking needles in your arse and in your up your fucking perineum up your dick and in up your, your taint it sounds like it was up taint, his taint in your pelvis in your scrotum <gasps> like in the in the rock in the blood rods in the either side of your penis like he was putting needles in there it sounds bad yeah even to, to talk about Jesus Christ 
yeah. yeah. So uh, that obviously, that self harm is obviously like indicative of abuse in early age, and mm. it was never checked. Like no, said. no, no, no. There was, was nobody. It was never released. There was no one asked him, "Are you okay?" Like he going into his teenage years with some fucked up, like Magdalene laundry shit happening. Yeah, to keep that under wraps at all, like where you don't start fucking just biting people as they walk past you. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, well, you do get that stuff with, uh, uh, you know, the feral children, and when that stuff has happened and they've been kind of neglected beyond belief. Yeah, that they do end up going all Mowgli and. But you can totally understand that. But it's the fact that he was able to keep together enough to wander, wander the yeah. streets and and looking like a tidy man. And he was smart enough to be able to yeah. not get caught for years and years and years. So it's intelligence plus abuse equals Albert Fishman. Plus intelligence, but then there was a mental. There surely had to be a mental weakness there from the family genetics, like because you have to think so. Yeah, not every young fella that came out of that orphanage was going out fucking killing and murdering and raping people. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. I get you. I get you. So it's, it's a fucking bad combo. It was just a weird Rubik's cube of all the fucking combos. It was the stars aligned to make a monster, like you mm. know what I mean, because they didn't all come out monsters. They didn't. And, they and didn't. even his family, the rest of his family, all had mental issues, but they didn't turn into fucking monsters. It yeah, was it was just like a, you know a, a, a dash of rape, a sprinkling yes. of you know genius. <laughs> yeah, and I have newt. Yeah, yeah, fucked up, dude. Uh, it, 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 oh man, yeah, it's fucked. Albert Fish, like before anyone did anything, uh, Albert had pretty much done everything. He like, was, about, he was like, the Johnny Cash of fucking. He was, he yeah. was, the, he was the Ted Bundy and the Ed Gein and the John Wayne Gacy. Like he was doing it all, fucking raping and eating them. They were all only fucking trotting after him mm. when it came to that came to that level of stuff. So in 1879, his mother had finally, like four years later, finally got sorted. So he was there until he was nine. So he's there from five years old till nine, getting whipped, raped, and beaten. Yeah, those are the years where you know there's no turning back the clock in those no, years. Like absolutely, uh, he, he he she got a job and she was able to take care of him and his sisters and brothers again. And in 1882. After all of this stuff, mm. he's he'd been out on the outside and he'd be kind of back living a, a semi-normal life with a with a mother with with um, psychiatric issues, problems. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at the at the age of twelve, he ended up starting his first homosexual relationship. So obviously, he had some homosexual predilections mm. that were kind of awakened at, at at some point. Whether he was gay anyway, yeah, 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 or whether it was kind of like a, a an inquisitive notion from being exposed to to male sexuality inside the orphanage. Uh, you know, as a young man, you don't really know what you're doing. You're going to look at some stuff, and he was obviously feeling it. So, at 12 years old, he got engaged. He got engaged in a sexual relationship with a 16 year old paper boy. But this paper boy had, and just unlucky. What a fuck! Yeah, just unlucky to fucking fall upon this guy who was into some fucked up shit, mm. like uh, uh, micturial imbibement, which means drinking your piss, and chorophagia, which means eating your shit. shit. Yeah, Jesus. I mean, of all of all the fuckers to run into, but this is the other but side. I, you say run into, yeah. I mean, you attract this kind of carry on too. I think, like, I think that lad at sixteen was going weak. He, he's weak. He'll yeah. be into it. He looks but, like he'd do. And it's the I other say. thing too, because I was thinking when I, I I was reading that little bit that oh he he engaged in his first homosexual activity, and I was thinking was he gay? Here's where it gets really yeah. Let's let's see if it gets really deep here. Was he gay, or given the time of the time in, in society when it was because being homosexual was just highly for you would may as well be the yeah. devil. Was he doing it because he knew it was he was society had told him it was bad because he went on then he both he, he was bisexual it would seem by that. Well, there is some you know. choice stories later on about some 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 other relationships he was in that ended mm. up being like like a homosexual nature. I, I think that's a really insightful kind of comment that. He was all about the self-flagellation. Yeah. He was all about the self-harm. The self-harm. Yeah. And the, 
there was nothing more self-harmful in society's eyes than being gay in the 1870s. because you'd be burned. So he's like, I'm going to go do that because it's, uh, you know, we just did a show on Alistair Crowley. Right. And similarly, he was into the extremes of everything. Like he was the most amazing mountaineer, but he was also like a fucking sex fiend on the other side. (laughs) Right. Who'd who'd get into these like, uh, 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 you know, sex sessions where it's part of the magic ritual where you have to like fuck yourself to exhaustion. And expel semen ten times in one night, like, and just be in this. Uh, um, uh, what, what's it called? Uh, Sounds like my junior third year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> being like a somnambulistic kind of like a, a between sleep and awake kind of a state. You're like, ah, and then the magic comes, you know. Okay, right. Apparently, yeah. allegedly. <laughs> no, I, uh, I just shot dust for yeah, a finish, yeah. and that was anyway. <laughs> it's like curdled milk, but it just ended up that that. Crowley was like to the extreme yeah, because yeah, of yeah. that it was his choice and it is insightful that like you said that Albert Fish could be just doing that just because Yeah, it was like what's the rottenest thing to do because I hate myself and because society was saying the rottenest thing to be doing or anybody can be is be gay yeah. and he went alright yeah. no maybe he, maybe that wasn't the case maybe he was just like I, I want a shot at all the titles yeah you know what I, mean? <laughs> <laughs> to, to, I want the two belts but uh, by, by 1890 so we're talking like uh, uh, 20 years of age mm. uh, Albert had moved to New York and he'd just become a male prostitute he was like fuck it I'm going all out okay right yeah um, now we all know that I mean if you're if you're a prostitute you may not be doing it just for your love of intercourse there may yeah. be a need for money or a kind mm. of a you know some other underlying reasons for it but with Albert Fish, we're talking about like this lad wanted to be yeah. punished. And when we talk later on, like we're saying it as if we're just learning it as we go, but we've already read all the yeah, stuff. Yeah, so yeah. that's why we're making assumptions. Uh, he, he also began raping young boys at this point in 1890 in New York, uh, even after uh, he was arranged married by his mother to marry uh, that's what I found this str- woman who was strange. nine years younger than him. Because he's not, as a, that's the surname Fish, he wouldn't be from. You know, a, lo- he's a lot not of royalty. He's not, he's not higher, higher. But even society. a lot of Jewish weddings and stuff like that would have been arranged back in the day. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. But he, he there was no mention. There stuff. was no real mention of of. But he didn't come from money. He was no, like no. working class. So a lot. But I think the the arranged part is just like, come on, Albert. We just make Mind it just someone so you're not so odd. <laughs> Bringing shame on the family. Little do you know, mummy. Or uh, just or just to go like, come here. Listen, he's off like riding. I'm sure as we always said, that good woman. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We get you a girlfriend now and you'll stop eating shite. <laughs> sure, look, it worked for me. Yeah. yeah. Who, who hasn't had a Ferrero Rocher sized piece of, of poo <laughs> at one point or another? I really hope that somebody listened to this just nibbling. <laughs> oh, fuck that. We just put them off. It's nutty. Uh, but yeah, in, in 1898, at the age of 28, he, he got married to a woman who was uh, nine years younger than him. Was very, she from New York or did, did the mother send her up? Because the they were, from, were they from Washington? Mother sent her up. Right. Go on up right. there and and marry Albert and he wasn't a bad looking fella like yeah as a young man he wasn't bad no but I mean as the years went on and the stresses and stuff like that like Mm. can you imagine going into that relationship they had six kids together man so they were doing a fair bit of riding I think he was just in it for all bells like you said Mm. he wanted he wanted the whole lot yeah in 1903 he was in some freaky shit I'd say (laughs) she she had some she had some run in there like yeah and she was young man 17 like coming into that shit like being married off and, and in by the time nineteen oh three rolled around so they had six kids in five years he, he was just standing behind the doctor waiting for them to get out of the way like. <laughs> just dying to get into it one after the bang 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 like, another done. shot of that uh, 1903 at the age of 33 he was arrested for embezzlement and he was sent to prison in Sing Sing 
Why not? So he's in with yeah. these fucking rough motherfuckers, and and his diaries tell not a whole lot about being in Sing Sing. Really, <laughs> well, it was dropped out. It dropped off. Understandably, because <laughs> I'd say the shit that went on in there was rough. What year was this? Now he was nineteen oh three to nineteen ten. So he spent yeah. seven years in jail. Very little crack. I'd say too much crack. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> so after his release from prison, uh, he started. He moved away from New York, mm. and he he had the the. the the wife and the kids were all staying in the place. It was just outside of New York. So he, he went to work in Wilmington, Delaware. Right. right? In the upper of the lakes. And he met this 19 year old guy. So mm. he's, he's preying on younger people, right? He knows the crack. He knows what to look for because he's looking for himself at a younger age. Yeah, yeah. And there's this 19 year old guy called Tom Kedden. Right. Right. Now in 1910, you're talking about... Uh, the dawn of cars and shit like coming mm. out around the place. Like, he's like yeah, 40 yeah. years of age. So he's probably got a few bob as well, is he? Uh, he, uh, he's just got out of prison and he's looking for work oh okay so he, yeah, he's ended enough. up in yes. work but I mean still a working man yeah at 40 and he ends up uh, uh, working on this uh, uh, it's like a an estate mm. right and Tom Kedden is like the handyman around the place and he was a bit soft oh Jesus a bit soft in the head right and they became they began this like sadomasochistic like gay relationship where Garden rakes bastard in the fuck out of each yeah, other. Tom yeah, Tom was the 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 submissive and uh, uh, Albert, Albert was the dom, and uh, Albert wrote about all of this in the diary, and it seems kind of like poor old Tom. Kedden. He got an awful time of it. Yeah, he 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 just met the wrong lad at the wrong time, you know. And Tom was all into it, and he convinced him. Wonder what Tom went on to do. It didn't. He went on to fucking piss like a broken hose. <laughs> Because Albert Fish convinced him one day oh, to cut his yeah. mickey off. Cut his cock. But he, yeah, he definitely would kind of been right in the head like to go along with that. I mean... I did hear of a Welsh fella that tore his own scrotum off yeah. on, for a bit. Or the lad that did it on uh, on the internet. It was like the Faces of Death or something like that. Where it was like a, a competition to see what the roughest thing you could do to yourself was. And the lad, he had a wank and cut his dick and scrotum off and then cut it up into small pieces and cooked it in a frying pan and ate it. His own dick all in one go like... Jesus yeah because of Tom's like his intellectual disability you might think it's probably not fair to have a yeah sadomasochistic like uh, Albert Fish was baiting the shit out of this young lad and making him bait the shit out of him like it was how do you have that conversation first day you know hey uh, so uh, what are you up to the weekend were you were you fishing no I wouldn't be big into the fishing like but uh, oh fuck no me neither do you know what I did I uh I punched myself in the cock did, yeah, you wouldn't be into that, would you? Would you be into? Would you be into? Like, how does that first conversation? Because once you're away and you're off to the races, yeah, anything's. You once, just have to bring it up. Once you get a guy to fucking paddle the shit out of you, you're off. You're off to the races, aren't you? You're just like back, backing into it. Like, oh, come here, listen. Uh, I was there the other day, and I, I, you know the way. You know when you slam your cock in a drawer. Do you, yeah. you just you get caught short after a shower and you're looking and you just slap? Uh, Did you ever do that? Yeah, no, no, no. It's fucked what's up. What's it man. like? What's it like? Is it all, it's all right. It's, <laughs> it's, a, bit, it's a bit crooked. Like how <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, how do you convince? Anyway, he convinced he convinced poor Tom to get into this weird thing where there were he 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 had a fascination. He wrote in his diary, he had a fascination. I just want to cut someone's dick off. Right. And he convinced Tom to cut. To, he just took his scissors and pulled his Mickey out as long as it go and just cut, cut it in the half. Cock off. And was as he, he planned to it, kill him afterwards, like that's the thing. Pl- planned to kill him, eat him, fuck him. Like what? You know what was the crack? Maybe it was just power over. Right. Him. Yeah. Yeah. And he said in the diary, he said he looked up, and he looked in his eyes, and he thought, I've, I've, I, I've ruined this lad's life. I really made a mistake. 
It's a bit of retribution. Like he, he actually had he, a backwards he, moment there. Yeah, and he gave. He said he gave him ten dollars, and a kiss goodbye, and put his the top of his dick in his hand, and went. I'm sorry, and he ran from Wilmington, Delaware, and never came back. And, and that poor lad was left with a fucking half a Mickey. Like that's fucking fucked up, right? Jesus, like I mean, it, uh, whatever. I mean, ten dollars worth, of, you know, was was big back then. But at the same time, like he gave him a kiss and said sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but it was his first dick dick cutting, so. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, you can see he was a bit apprehensive. Yeah. But I mean, he had been you know raping people up until that point like I mean it's not it wasn't exactly his first rodeo you know what I mean yeah it was just I like, mean you have to build up to cutting somebody's cock off like, but, you, but he'd never done it before yeah I yeah had he apologised and given $10 to everybody he fucking <laughs> fucked up I'm broke I'm, well, $10 you, a cock yeah it's, it is no it is fucked up but like that's that's just such a weird story of reflection on his actions like he did know he was doing wrong things but then halfway up the road was he kind of going fuck it I wish I ate him <laughs> <laughs> if that fuck goes well uh, because did you I saw I don't know if you like saw, he was later on that evening when he was like jeez I'm starving yeah, oh, fuck I should have had yeah, that rest that, yeah. that fucker because there's there's a guy he uh, it was a couple of years ago I saw a quick it was only a snippet of weird people and it was a snippet of a documentary you could easily find it but this guy he basically had uh, he put it out to anybody who the German guy yeah wanted to eat he wants to kill, kill who wants to kill me and eat me yeah he want, his fantasy was to be eaten and it, it happened didn't it oh, uh, no it didn't happen but somebody the transaction went through and the person who paid for it was supposedly uh, uh, prosecuted for attempted murder or something like that that is conjecture from my brain I'm going to look that up and uh, yep. I'll, yeah, put, yep. I'll put up the actual article up on the website thoseconspiracyguys.com uh, but yeah I do remember something like that they joked about it in the IT crowd there was a sketch about it where uh, the two boys ended up turning up at this lad's house and he's like oh so I'm going to eat you <laughs> oh yes yeah 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 remember yeah, that yeah. sketch but it's like uh, um, yeah apparently the German guy wanted to be killed and then eaten and your man acquiesced to it and just Albert would have done some damage with oh, the internet oh fuck stop with the fucking internet he would have gone that? to town be on Craigslist yeah. we call it Albert's list <laughs> <laughs> it was sorted out man so uh, he, he basically after this point now and he's in his 40s and for those kind of things for schizophrenia it usually comes out in your early mm. 20s but if you are undiagnosed or unchecked like I said in your fo- in a f- person in their 40s like his mother yeah. who was in her 40s when she descended into her deep madness Albert started to get creepy but sure look we all get different you know interests as we go on like a lot of lads yeah. play golf that you would have never played in your sure. 20s you, you buy a sports mean? car or yeah, yeah you know it's a midlife crisis I yeah. mean this is was our, this was essentially Albert's earring do you know what I mean? <laughs> this is his motorbike moment. This is his shell suit. Is it all right? Absolutely. All right. This is his uh, girlfriend with big titties. <laughs> he, he was kind of separated from the wife at this point and he had six kids and... Jesus, um, uh, she uh, sidestepped uh, some bullet there, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, according to, according to Albert himself and he was quite honest about the stuff, he never did anything to the kids, to his own kids. His own kids. Fair Her play to him. Blessed. Fair play to him. But fucked, killed and ate other people's kids. Uh, he was obsessed with self-harm at this point and he was beginning to... to to really fall into this fish family illness. Yeah. Um, yeah. It really came on to him in his 40s. So in 1917, his wife officially left him, divorced right. him and all. And Fish was left to, to raise these six kids as a single parent. And she took everything the two of them owned, every stick of furniture, everything. When she left, because of the trauma, mm-hmm. Fish started having uh, uh, auditory hallucinations and started having... Oh, like this, his old one. Yeah, the, the, the schizophrenia started turning up. Now... 
for anybody out there we talk about mental health a good bit on the show for anybody out there who knows like I, I've talked about what happened to me and you know you're going to eat a piece of food and something's going like it's poison like just something in your head like just mm. these things it may not be like auditory hallucinations or it may not be schizophrenia but there are uh, you know certain machinations in the in the human mind so can you imagine right the stress of being like divorced from your wife mm. and then you have six kids and then you have to mind all of them Oh, like Jesus. the stress of that pushing on yeah. you as well as it being like 1917 and if you get a cold you might die yeah and there's no iPads to shut the kids up yeah you're you know in the I middle mean? of World War 1 yeah yeah Jesus you're, like you're fucked up a bit right so uh, she she left and, and Albert started <laughs> to uh, habitually wrap himself up in carpet uh, claiming that the will of John the Apostle was instructing him to do this kind of stuff. Mm. So they'd come home and find him wrapped up or he'd have like slashed all the curtains or slashed all the walls. I rolled in a carpet once. I will say it was a bit of crack. Did, it was actually more fun, but it was more of a rug. Did, than anything right, else. right. You Plus, see, yeah, I, I, was, I was seven. Yeah, we've all, we've all, yeah, mm. we've all done that. We've all done the uh, the Tony Soprano. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know? yeah. Get him out of here. <laughs> yeah. Get him out of here. But it's uh, it's such a weird thing where there's like a real specific person that's saying it to you. It's just like yeah. I hear voices. Whose voices? Oh, John the Apostle. John the Apostle. Mm. I, I I don't know. I, I tried to find out if he had a, a particularly Catholic upbringing. Uh, it didn't have any like uh, any religious uh, affiliations or he didn't. I, put, I, he didn't seem <clears throat> to put much of a down to religion. Sure, I, he didn't. I, I don't know. Like I don't know if he if he had maybe in in the orphanage because it's usually run by people of the church mm-hmm. that maybe it was kind of like indoctrinated into him and that's why these traumas are reappearing now as like John the Apostle or these kind of like. Mm. Uh, holy, holy uh, representation. What sort was John? Yeah. Was John an all right apostle as apostles go? John the Apostle? Have you, I we... suppose he changed his name to, to from something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just, I, I wonder what John he... is. Kind of, he's kind of one of the backing singers of the yeah, Apostles. Yeah, not... he doesn't come to the fore. I would have. There's, there's Paul, who is, you know. Ringo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and obviously Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Yeah, like the other the the sync of those. Of, those would be the ones I'd go. You know, you'd think would come to and John. Fair Matthew, good. Mark, Luke, and John. So he's probably like he he wrote one of the four books. So he's pretty much he's probably quite up there. Yeah, but I'd say John doesn't sound like a real Aramaic name, though. Really, or like <laughs> Middle Eastern, like John, John Ahmed. No, doesn't no, work. Doesn't. Uh, yeah, I don't know why why particularly John. Maybe the book of John. Uh, that's where we get all the good, all the good uh, uh, Old Testament stuff, you know. Yeah, the yeah, thou yeah. shalt nots and the, the thou shalt. Yeah, I suppose he was. Yeah, he was. He gave a lot of instructions. John did down through years. I suppose so. Yeah, fucking bossy cunt. Bossy yeah, cunt. Bit of a foreman, cranky whore. Yeah. But I wonder why, particularly Albert chose. If anyone out there knows why, why John the Apostle would be the one to the that, one claiming to get, get you up in a carpet. Right enough. I know that the uh, the stories of the. Uh, the nativity or whatever mm. and, and the stories of the crucifixion are all in mostly in the book of Mark yeah, and yeah, he, yeah. that was the last book to be written like 113 AD which is like 80 years after Christ had died funnily enough but um I don't know what, what the book of John I know is all like a lot of uh, Old Testament you wonder too I mean uh, re- I, retellings of maybe we're, we're, retellings of Old Testament stories in allegorical form Maybe we're digging too deep into it because, you know, you hear people talking to their cats and stuff like, you know, maybe he just went, well, it's But John. that's what I mean. Yeah. I wonder why specifically John the Apostle was mentioned. Is it because there was like a holy order that ran the orphanage and he's just like regurgitating yeah, those yeah, yeah. religious 
you know affectations of, of mm. you know religious doctrine or your man's baiting them and going like Matthew Mark Matthew Mark Luke and John yeah this is gonna be sore when you sit on like this kind of what, what's it gonna be you know yeah uh, Albert at this point got real sexy he got right he got very sexy <laughs> he got... and he went into some serious like sadomasochistic perversion and some really serious self-harming and he started doing the needles that you're talking about Tom yep shoving needles into his taint yeah not good man of all the places it's your taint yeah, I suppose he would have tried everywhere at that stage it's the oh, bold place though it's the it's the place where the bad stuff happens I suppose yeah do you know what I mean yeah. when you think about it yeah yeah the bad stuff happens he stuck him into his dick into his belly into his like into his fupa yeah uh, the fat upper uh, penis you area you a bit um, into his belly button into his scrotum into his penis shaft to be fair, the, uh, the fact that that man turned out six children, he got his father's reproductive genes for sure anyway. like not Oh yeah, in, invinci- like his cock is invincible. They are fucking X-Men fucking semen. Like, yeah. holy shit. Well, he had the six kids out before he started like filling his rod up full of needles. You're telling me he hadn't punched himself in the cock a few times yeah. growing up, like, you know what I mean? Give it a paddling. That's Give it a paddling. paddling. <laughs> uh, so when he, when he was arrested, finally... Mm-hmm. We're not skipping ahead. I just want to tell you about the needles. When he's arrested, finally, he had 29 needles in his groin and in his abdomen. Mm. Can you imagine that? He used to visit brothels where he would ask the women to bait him. Right. To jump up and down on his mickey and to hammer it with an actual hammer. <sighs> and he used to, as I said at the start, he used to, his, his peccadillo was to get, was to get a, a firebug of a hooer to put lighter fluid or paraffin soaked balls of cotton mm. up his arse and then set his his arsehole on fire I tell you there are a few good quality facilitators out there that could do a job for you when you need it but by fuck trying to find a fella like they, as, there was no internet like how, how did, did he, how did you find it that's a thing how, that's nice but how did he even find a fella that would do it for him like I mean like I know he's going to professionals for this mm. I would assume but surely the first 20 would have went fuck off yeah not happening are you joking or where do you get where do you, like you'd have to surely pay big money if for you it died too. what do I do and yeah it seemed the more the more risky like how do you, how would you know that how ho- do you, cotton balls set on fire w- would be nice up your pipe up your pipe fuck how, how would you know that it'd be you nice were, yeah you, you've tried everything everything in the book yeah. you've tried and you've stuff that was never in the book you've tried it yeah, mm. it seems so fucked up, doesn't it? Like cotton balls up your arse. Yeah. Maybe it's like it's like using you know that lube that you get that one might get. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that one gets uh, right. Yeah. And and yeah, it's like deep heat or it's mm. like a, a bengay, and yeah. you just put it in its lube and you're fucking. You're it's like a lightsaber. <laughs> you're making me on fire, and then your your good lady is obviously taking what you have. And she, like her parts then would also be similarly on fire. Is it that kind of a sensation I'm that he was he, going he, after? I'm or? guessing it could have started, say he was making a chilli con carne and didn't use gloves and didn't wash his hands appropriately and washed, went, for a went straight for a shite, touched the f- a finger maybe off his little... Uh, off his off ring his, piece. Off his fucking rusty starfish and went, oh, that's not so bad. And, and then he was walking around all day going, oh, that's... Oh, it stings like fuck, but I like it. And then just work from there. Because, yeah. you know what I mean? Little seeds, you know, the acorns and all the rest. It had yeah. to start somewhere. Put the acorns up there. like <laughs> That's actually what yeah. I'm talking about. You shoved acorns in this hole first. <sighs> it had to start somewhere. Because the fire thing is one thing hitting yourself. But fire is like, whoo, I... 
Like, like he's on the it's edge. It's so complicated. Like paraffin, paraffin soaked, soaked, cotton balls. Mm. How many? Doesn't say how many. Oh, Jesus, do you yeah. fill your whole arse when you set it on fire? Is it like the, the rocketeer? Is there just like flame coming out until the <laughs> thing is over? Do they just do they smolder inside and then you poop out like a charcoal? Like, like I can't see. How, how does this work? Do you think maybe there's a small bit of old Albert here was telling a few porkies like to make himself sound like an utter lunatic? I don't know. You know, like they say, Chopper Reed, you know, didn't kill half the amount of people he said because he loved. He never let yeah. the truth get in the way of a good story. I'm sorry, but if you, do you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. if you, if you, that book is fucking deadly, though. Oh my god! Oh my, put even he, if it is half fake, it's still a great. Oh no, story, but he like. still kind of said a tongue in cheek, like you know. But like, was Albert kind of going? Yeah, I totally. Because uh, he maybe he got into a conversation with a sick fucker, and he was like, <laughs> "So like, I, uh, you know, I, I, I had piranhas <laughs> down my job side. and he's like, "Oh, did you? Yeah, did you? Well, I stuck, and he just looks around the room and sees a, a you know, a jar of cotton balls, and there's paraffin <laughs> there as well. He's like, "Well, see that? Carry on over there. I soak them in that, and I get a fella to light it and shove it up my hole. What do you think about that now? And your man's like, "Oh yeah, that's way better than my par- piranha story." <laughs> <laughs> and he just writes it down going there's nobody here to verify this because he'd be surely you'd be a dead man if you set fire to your internal fucking I've seen, you've heard the stories of lads lighting farts yeah and it goes back in and it goes back in a little bit and you get a little depends on how much gas is up there like you know yeah uh, they're reducing back did you, fire, did you know about this they're, they're feeding seaweed to uh, farm animals yeah to reduce the yeah, meat yeah. In it. and it's reduced by like 95% now well you see I what farm seaweed. animals who are they because it'll never kick off here in Ireland because most of our cattle are all organically grass fed anyway yeah, yeah. it'll kick off like where it should kick off is in the states where they for a lot of it, it they have those fattening farms which, like yeah. the last three months they just load in grain and that ain't good for any animal yeah just loading grain molasses they have to and, have a hole in one of the stomachs that can't do any grain and they scoop it out with a fucking a lad with a glove up to his elbow because the I've had, the third stomach can't handle the amount of food that it's been given. Yeah, I've I've I've, I've seen the, the results of it. Fuck. When uh, I worked in a beef factory for about six weeks, and, what, said, and what's the results? The results is that you have Are a whole of an Albert Fish level. It's unbelievable. And there was this one guy I remember. His full time job was he just worked in a small little room and throughout the abattoir, oh, the God. small little room. And the, but he loved his job. He was the happiest guy you ever met. And would come down this rolling kind of. Uh, conveyor belt the stomachs would just come flying now flopping down We're still warm from just coming out of it. and his job was to plug one end of the stomach fill it with water cut it open and wash out all the guts from the all the stomach from the inside out and there would be one particular stomach if they had overfed them on grain would be full of grain yeah full of grain because it just didn't process well it just bulked them out I saw the, the cowspiracy where they cut a hole in and they keep it open with like speculums yeah and yeah, yeah. Scoop, oh, we're not uh, yeah, that, Albert Fish had a picture of it over his fireplace. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the cotton balls thing, something. Just, I don't know. There's it could be porky pies. Like here's the thing: if you're if, if 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 you're going to be hung for a sheep, you may as well be hung for a lamb. Yeah. You may as well go down. We wouldn't be talking about the guy now if, today yeah. if he was if all those stories. This is it. You know. So his first attack that was chalked down was from uh, uh, Wilmington, Delaware, mm. and that was that was. Uh, uh, Thomas Kedden unfortunately and from Thomas Kedden on he he, he, he kind of kept a penchant to having it be uh, mentally retarded people that he would attack yeah. or African American because he believed that those people and at the time he was probably right that they wouldn't be missed if they were oh yeah sure it was only the dawn of, of yeah. yeah and on the 11th of July 1924 he found uh, 8 year old Beatrice Keel who was playing alone on her parents Staten Island farm and he offered her money to come and help him look for rhubarb in the neighbouring fields, was his cover story. 
So she was about to leave the farm when uh, her mother came out and chased them away. And th- we're, we're talking about like a 50-year-old man, so it's pretty fucking obviously yeah. out of place, like yeah, yeah. looking for rhubarb with like an eight-year-old girl or whatever, right? Uh, so Fish ran off, but he came later on to Keel's barn where he tried to get to sleep for the night. He went to go to sleep? Yeah, obviously he's he's gone into vagrant mode yeah, at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard to hold on an old career too, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it is. You? I mean... Nine to five, cotton balls. Yeah, it's tough <laughs> trying to keep yourself trying to keep yourself in cotton balls is an expensive game, you know. And uh, he, he he roamed the whole country right. doing this. He was he tried like to sleep in a barn, and the keels like fucked him out of there as well. He claims himself mm. when he got caught, and as you do, like a serial killer, you know, fucking what's his name, John Wayne Gacy goes, "You'll never find them all." That's his last words. Like, and you're like, after raping and killing like dozens of young lads, yeah, they're all found yeah, under yeah. the porch. He's like, "You'll never find them all," and it's. If you're going to be doing that stuff anyway, you might as well go with a... It's very provocative. With a legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It's just... It's like like us comedians when we write our own bio. It's fairly hot. There was thousands of people in the room. Thousands of people. Rocked it last night. (laughs) Cotton balls up my hole. All the way. And uh, what was it? I was on fire. (laughs) (laughs) It's on fire last night. Cotton balls. It's good stuff. He, he, He claims that he had a child in every state that he... He raped... Raped, eight. raped, eight, or fucked, or all three, a child in every state. Mm. And he claims to have... Hawaii as well? I, maybe so. I don't know if he knew that was a state. <laughs> but he says a child in every state. And uh, he, he claims over 100 murders. Jeez. Can you imagine that, like? I don't know. I mean, if you're so much into self I mean, you like, 100 murders over what period, roughly, do you think? I mean, from 1910, from Wilmington, Delaware, up until the time he was caught in 1929. So that's like 19 years. That's a long time. It's a long time. You want to be vagrant and around the place. One every two years, I suppose, yeah. Doing a bit here and a bit there. Yeah, I suppose you get, yeah. So the one that got him busted was the now-famous Grace Budd case. So on the 25th of May, 1928, Edward Budd put a classified ad in the Sunday edition of the New York World that read, uh, Young man, 18, wishes position in country. Edward Budd, 406 West 15th Street. So on the 28th of May, three days later, uh, Albert Fish, then 58 years of age, landed in the Budd family home in Manhattan in New York City under the pretense of hiring Edward. Right. Had right. He, uh, he had a trade on the go for him... Uh he, he wanted to pull him out and give him a good job on. Yeah. <laughs> right? So he introduced himself. Albert said, my name is Frank Howard and I'm a farmer from Farmingdale, New York. And F- uh, Fish instead met Edward Budd's younger sister, the 10-year-old Grace at the time. So Fish promised to hire Bud and said he would send for him in a couple of days to come and work on the farm. So on the second visit, mm-hmm. he agreed to hire him. But he convinced the parents. So 18-year-old Eddie right. and 10-year-old Grace. And Eddie's looking for a job. And Albert comes down and says, oh, yeah, Eddie's the man for me. I, I have a job for you. All yeah. Right, yeah, here's a job. And a pick and cotton. Do you like And uh, <laughs> uh, Albert, the father, and Delia Flanagan, the mother, let Grace, the 10-year-old girl, accompany Edward to a birthday party that evening at Frank Howard or Albert Fish's sister's home. So Albert Sr. was a porter for the Equitable Life Assurance Society. Right. Right. So Grace had a sister, Beatrice, and two older brothers, uh, Albert and George. And they all went to the sister's birthday party. Frank Howard, a.k.a. Albert Fish, Fish, he was 
to go to the party to pick up Eddie to go because that was his second visit to confirm to go there was also George and uh, another Albert Budd Junior and Albert Budd Senior so all the four kids are at the the, all the Buds are at the party Albert Fishlands in as Frank Howard yeah and the girl the little girl 10 year old girl was allowed to go to the party out of the prying eyes of the parents Mm. out of the supervision of the parents and he picked her up at that party and fucked off with her and never came back horrible bastard because he knew from being around the place like he ingratiated himself there a confidence trickster a confidence trickster and this is the shit that got him done right so the police arrested a Charles Edward Pope on the 5th of September 1930 as a suspect of the kidnapping he was a 66 year old uh, uh, apartment house superintendent and he was accused by his estranged wife he spent 108 days in jail for the kidnap of uh, Grace Budd Bud. uh, between that and his trial on the 22nd of December 1930 he, he was innocent but they, they lamped it on him because the ex-wife was like oh yeah he's a creepy weirdo Fuck. and in that time Albert Fish was able to fuck off with Grace like the horrible bastard Oh, but you're talking about the third, like the early, the late, like the late, the, the, you know, Black Monday happened in the 29th. Like people were, the whole fucking America was gone upturned, to gone to shite, like, right? So in, in November 1934, and this is the thing that gets fucked. Yeah. It gets fucked here, right? In 1934, an anonymous letter was sent to the girl's parents, which eventually got Albert Fish caught and locked up. He, he didn't. He had sent the letter. He didn't sign it off though, did he? Uh, not as Albert Fish, but the information that was in the letter was enough. Led to right. So very quickly, mm-hmm. I, it's a short letter. I read you this stuff. Now this is from the pen of Albert Fish. Getting this in the fucking post. Okay, here we go. Dear Mrs. Bud. In 1894, a friend of mine shipped as a deckhand on the steamer Tacoma, Captain John Davis. They sailed from San Francisco for Hong Kong, China. On arriving there, he and two others went ashore and got drunk. When they returned, the boat was gone. At that time, there was a famine in China. Meat of any kind was from $1 to $3 per pound. So great was the suffering among the very poor that all children under 12 were sold for food in order to keep others from starving. Yeah. Nice start. Yeah. You, don't, you read that, that's the first paragraph, and you go, oh, this is not going to be good. Yeah. A boy or girl under 14 was not safe in the street. You could, go into any, you could go into any shop and ask for a steak, chops or stew meat. Part of the naked body of a boy or girl would be brought out and, and, and just what you wanted cut from it. A boy or girl's behind, which is the sweetest part of the body and sold as veal cutlet, brought the highest price. John stayed there so long he acquired a taste for human, fre- human flesh. Stayed was spelled incorrectly. Uh, here's the cops now coming oh, for me lovely. reading this out. On his return to New York, he stole two boys, one seven and one eleven. He took them to his home, stripped them naked, tied them in the closet, and then he burned everything they had on. Several times a day and at night, he spanked them, tortured them to make their meat good and tender. First, he killed the 11-year-old boy because he had the fattest ass and, of course, the most meat on it. Every part of his body was cooked and eaten except the head and bones and guts. He was roasted in the oven, all of his ass, boiled, broiled, fried and stewed. The little boy was next, went the same way. At that time, I was living in 409 East 100th Street, near the right-hand side. He told me so often how good human flesh was, I made up my mind to taste it. This is mm. Albert. And I think that's a bit fabricated because he was already doing this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just puts a fucking mental context on what's about to happen. Yeah. So on Sunday the 3rd of June, 1928, I called you at 406 West 15th Street, brought you pot cheese, strawberries. We had lunch. Grace sat in my lap and kissed me. 
I made up my mind then and there to eat her. On the pretense of taking her to a party, you said yes, she could go. I took her to an empty house in Westchester I had already picked out. When we got there, I told her to remain outside. She picked wildflowers. I went upstairs and stripped all my clothes off. I knew if I did not, I... <sighs> I knew if I did not, I would get their blood, her blood on them. When all was ready, I went to the window and called her. Then I hid in the closet until she was in the room. When she saw me all naked, she began to cry and tried to run down the stairs. I grabbed her and she said she would tell her mama. First, I stripped her naked. Oh, how did she kick, bite and scratch? I choked her to death. Then I cut her in small pieces so I could take my meat to my rooms. Cook it and then eat it. How sweet and tender her little ass was roasted in the oven. It took me nine days to eat her entire body. I did not fuck her though. I could have had I wished. She died a virgin. That last line is the fucking killer like. And this was sent to the parents. So Mrs. Bud was illiterate and couldn't read the letter herself. So she, so she had her her son George read oh it to her. Oh my good God. And can you imagine reading that about your sister to your ma? Fish later admitted to his attorney that he indeed did rape Grace Bud. Uh, but Fish was a compulsive liar, so this may be untrue. Mm. He had told the police when he when he was asked about it that it had, quote, never even entered his head to rape the girl. Right. He just wanted the meat. Yeah. And this is the thing that got him caught. Like, it's fucked up, man, right? Like, he went... That's and, a fucked up letter, right? Yeah. And he, and he was a devil for writing the letters. He, for a child named Billy Gaffney was playing in the hallway outside of his family's apartment in Brooklyn with his friend... Billy Beaton on February 11, 1927 so two, two years before this both of the boys disappeared but the friend was found on the roof of the apartment house and when asked what happened to Gaffney Beaton said that the boogeyman took him and that's where we get the, the whole thing of the oh, boogeyman really? this is fucking the, the wolf of wisteria this is Albert Fish is the boogeyman uh, initially Peter Kudzinzowski was a suspect in the, in the murder of Billy Gaffney and then Joseph me and a motorman on the Brooklyn trolley saw a picture of Fish in the newspaper mm. and identified him as the man that he saw who took the two boys or led them away at least who was trying to quiet uh, a little boy sitting with him on the tram so he took the two of them one of them got a bit wieldy tossed him and then a tram man saw Fish being like shut up to a little kid on the, on the, on the, the city trolley like the boy wasn't wearing a jacket and he was crying for his ma and he was dragged on and off the trolley, kicking and screaming. Police matched the description of the child to Billy Gaffney and Gaffney's body was never recovered. Obviously, cook, cooked and ate. Uh, Billy's mother visited Fish and Sing Sing to try and get more details out of her son's death and Fish confessed to her thusly. I brought him to the Riker Avenue dumps. There's a house that stands alone not far from where I took him. I took the boy there, stripped him naked, tied his hands and feet and gagged him with a piece of dirty rag I picked out of the dump. Then I burned his clothes, threw his shoes in the dump. Then I walked back, took the trolley to 59th Street and walked from ho- walked home from there. The next day about 2pm I took tools and a good heavy cat of nine tails, which is a whip with nine yeah. leather bits on it. A short handle, homemade and I cut one of my belts in half. I slit these halves in six strips about eight long. I whipped his bare arse till the blood ran from his legs I cut off his ears nose slid his mouth from ear to ear gouged out his eyes he was dead by then I stuck the knife in his belly and I held my mouth to his body and drank his blood I picked up four old potato sacks and gathered a pile of stones then I cut him up uh, I put his nose ears and a few slices of his belly in the in the grip uh, then I cut him through the middle of his body just below the belly button then through his legs about two inches below his behind and it goes on and on and on and then he says uh, I made a stew out of his ears and nose and pieces of his belly I put onions, carrots, turnips, celery, salt and pepper it was good then I split the cheeks of his behind open cut off his monkey and peewees and washed them first 
I put strips of bacon on each cheek of his behind and put them in the oven and it goes on and on like that in some kind of fucked up J- Jamie Oliver like cooking recipe to yeah, make stew out of a boy's arse like it's fucked up dude he's like and do it for two hours and then taste it, like put the f- I never ate any roast turkey to taste half as good like it goes on and on and on and on and good. on like that God, fucked up. And the mother went to visit him after he'd been like he was put in Sing Sing, oh, waiting yeah. for the electric chair, waiting for old Sparky. And the people were coming and going, Come here, I heard you were around, and uh, my young lad went missing when you were around. Did you like, did and, you and eat that, him? That was his confession to her. And that was that was how he confessed to her. Like, oh my god, can you imagine that? And just instead of saying, like, Yeah, like I, I killed your son, I'm sorry, he's like. And I took his nose and I I, I caught him by the cut belly the ears and I, off him and I drank him like a, a like a bag of Capri Sun and then I fucking like with some salt and pepper like do that what's that guy's Little, name uh, Salt Bay Salt, salt Bay. Bay just like put the just salt over the elbows. elbows like what the fuck are you talking about man that's yeah. so preposterous there's things too there's something I mean he's so articulate in how he goes about it I I don't know there's elements where I'm kind of going is he just is, is he fucking with them? Is he fucking with them? Did he do any of that shit? Did he just fuck him in a river after raping him and let that be that? Like, you know what I mean? I, I mean, it's, body's never found, though, Tom. But exactly, but it's, it's odd. You like. didn't find a body with bits chopped off it. You know what I mean? Like, no, or the bones or anything like yeah, that. So, so we're, do you know, it is, it's fucked up. And he's a compulsive liar. That's what's the other and thing. A self-flagellator. Like, he's definitely likes a bit of sensation. Like, you know, he knew he was going to get caught. Of course, yeah, he, sure. he was doing it. He was he doing knew, it to get caught. I yeah, would imagine. he knew he was going to get caught. He's in his late fifties. And given all the not, details, day-to-day yeah. details, the movement by movement details, like, what the fuck was the point to that? Unless you wanted to get caught, like. Yeah. And he wanted that big, big fucking story. Like, I mean, he wants to be taught. He wants to be made but a legend of. Like, is this not the thing though? When, when there's a serial killer, like the Zodiac killer was t- taunting the police mm, yeah. to go find me. I want this, and nobody could solve it. And in not being able to solve it, he still got the exposure. So the Zodiac killer is maybe not out there anymore. He might be dead, but he was out there for a long time. Going, I'm the best serial killer ever because yeah. I gave him everything, and they still couldn't find me. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. There is some kind of like John Wayne Gacy as well, the same, like he was leaving clues and leaving bits. Like there is the best movies, like the Hannibal Lecters and stuff where they're leaving clues. You're kind of going like, yeah, this guy could be full of shit. Yeah. Well, it's like anything. What good is, what good is doing it if you can't tell anybody about it? Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, eating a, a roasted child's arse is not in itself its own reward. Yeah. It's no good. That's like, that's like saying, oh yeah, what, what do you... Would you have, oh man, did you ever have them ostrich steaks out of, uh, out of Aldi? And you're like, did you ever, did you ever, do you ever eat a young fella's nose? That's what I'm saying, like you can't, it is no good unless you could tell somebody. No, not at all. I mean, his know? buddy told him all about it, eating over in China at the time. Yeah. Was there any truth to that? I that? think that was just like vicarious explanation of why he would want to eat somebody where he's like, I wanted to try it because my so friend I'm, told me. So I'm just going to tee you, I don't want to jump straight into this because I'm not a lunatic. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine told me it was basic class because he lived a couple of years in China. If anybody knows out there about history, was there a, a point in Chinese history at the maybe 1920s or 30s when they were just eating children I mean I know they, I, ha- they have a large population and all the rest of it like but good yeah but it wouldn't be very big if you were eating all the children no like, I wonder is there, was there a time when that was happening I, you wouldn't think that was even in like you think alright Alexander the Great times or, or Sumatran times like, yeah. you know or whatever you'd go oh yeah okay there was you know the Spartans were fairly hairy you know they, they could yeah. but like 
in like the eight. What is he talking about? The eighteen hundreds, like it's. It was in like the early nineteen, the early nineteen hundreds, like the early twentieth century. I couldn't Chinese like slavery and all was still in in China until the twenties, but like the, uh, surely they weren't eating kids. Yeah. Surely they weren't like there was indentured servitude. Like there wasn't. They weren't just eating like anyone under fourteen if they because they had no food. Yeah, I can't. Like they didn't do it in Russia, and that was fucking rough. That was rough. And they weren't doing it there. Like why? Why then? I think maybe it was kind of like a because at the time, and we learned this in our marijuana episode on those conspiracy mm-hmm. guys. That at the time, heroin and the Chinese population were vilified because they were coming in and taking all the jobs. So they were essentially kind of given heroin, and heroin heroin was associated with because heroin was legal up until like nineteen seventeen, right? and with lads coming back from the war with morphine mm. uh, habits and stuff like that so all these Chinese lads had opium dens were all over San Francisco and all over the west coast like the Chinese had it all locked down and they they basically just all got hooked up on heroin and it became their whole thing and it, it, it dumbed their society or dulled their society or their cultural spread across the west coast they were also like having people coming in who were hopelessly addicted to heroin and kind of like uh, uh uh, eugenicizing them like like sterilizing the, the women and stuff like that when they come in fucked up on heroin they were just like cutting their tubes and sterilizing people yeah you know? yeah it was eugenics like in america and it was alive and well up right into the 50s and 60s just nipping about the there and Nip just it. Yeah. get anyone with mental health issues if you're chinese if you're black like shup, there you good luck no more you but uh marijuana did the same thing then for the mexicans where it was like you know the chinese had an awful reputation in America at the time through propaganda yeah and maybe this was a thing of Albert Fish was obviously not you know <laughs> a liberal thinker he was probably quite racist quite uh, mm. uh, insular he hated people so I mean why would he hate why would he not hate foreign people more yeah and I mean, uh, he, he just put out a really bad thing of like yeah Chinese people yeah they, they eat their children I mean he had claimed that you know you know, uh, John the Apostle had made him roll up in a carpet. Like so, I mean, he was. Really, Anything could come out of him. He was prone to, you know. Again, I think hyperbole. Hyperbole. Yeah, I, I, You know, because the cotton story is the only one that actually stresses me out of the whole thing. Because yeah. I think he would. Still thinking him. about it. I think he would have killed himself. I don't know why he didn't kill himself. He, but he wanted to stay alive and experience the pleasures of the flesh. It's fucked up, dude. Mm. Well, after his trial uh, for the premeditated murder of Grace Bud, for which he was caught, uh, his trial started on the eleventh of March, nineteen thirty-five. So he was like. Uh, six years in jail in Sing Sing uh, and in White Plains New York uh, Frederick Close was the judge uh, with the DA Albert Gallagher who were, who were basically up against Fish trying to put him away mm. and they tried to put him away for all the murders that he did but they could on- the only one they could get him on was Grace Bud but because they hadn't got that much evidence oh do you know that he did he got he he, he, he not that he got away with murder, but he, he, he only got done for kidnapping and assault. He oh, didn't actually get done for murder. So. It's fucked up. He, he claimed, he, Fish pleaded insanity and he cleared, claimed to hear voices from God telling him to kill children. And uh, several psychiatrists who examined him in the six years that he was in the Sing Sing institution uh, were like testified in the court case about his sexual fetishes, in, in, including the uh, chorophagia, urophagia, which is drinking a piss, pedophilia and, and sadomasochism and uh, the court the, the scientists or the psychiatrists in the court mm. were arguing amongst themselves whether that meant he was actually insane 
that it was just maybe just a sexual predilection and not insanity and the defense chief expert witness was frederick wortham who's a psychiatrist with a focus on child development who said that because of what happened to him when he was younger Mm. that it was indeed insanity and uh, another defense witness called mary nicholas who was fish's 17 year old stepdaughter Right. So he had more than she described how Jeez. Fish taught her and her brothers and sisters a game oh. which involved masochism and child molestation. So he had all the kids together, and even though he didn't sexually abuse them, mm-hmm. he used to play a game where he would kneel down and he would uh, ask them like sums and spellings, and they'd get it right. Yeah. And then they'd ask him and he'd get it wrong on purpose. And they'd sit on his back and they'd spank his arse really hard with a paddle. Fuck. That was a game he used to play Anywhere he kids. can get a bit of this carry on, isn't he? Anywhere he can get a bit of fucking beating. Make his own kids do this just, game. Like, Isn't that fucked up? I'm guessing he just threw himself down the fucking stairs and everything. Just I don't know why he didn't fucking top himself, man, with all of that carry on going. It's like it's fucking serious carry on, right? So after being sentenced, Fish confessed to the murder of uh, Francis X. MacDonald was killed on staten island and francis was playing on the front porch of his home near port richmond uh in 1924 and francis's mother saw this old man walk by uh who was like clenching and unclenching his fists mm. and uh, the old man like was talking to him for a second and then francis was never seen again and f- his body was found in the woods and the only body that was found belonging to any bike marks fish. <laughs> he said had a few slices a few rashes took off the back uh, uh, there was a, a a neighbor had seen Francis and the old man going in there earlier that afternoon, and he had been sexually assaulted, ah. and then strangled with a, a pair of suspenders that were left near his body. But it was the same mo of strip him all down, mm. burn his clothes, do the whole. So there's why no. Why was he so sloppy? Why did he leave him in the? Why did he get nabbed on that one? Like nineteen twenty four, maybe he just he just wanted a quick takeaway. He wasn't in for the full dinner, like the full sit down meal. Spice bag. Yeah, spice bag. It's <laughs> one a quick drive through. Jeez. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Fish went on to death row in March of 1935 after being convicted, but not of the fucking murder of Grace Budd, for which he confessed in a letter that didn't do him. They only done him for kidnapping. Mm. And the one he actually got done for was Francis MacDonald, which evidence was left there by the body. The only one that was left. Can you imagine? That's what... Out of a hundred kids, he claims. Yeah, that's After writing a confession letter, Tom. Yeah, I don't know. That's why the hundred kids thing to me is... I mean... How is there not more bodies around the place? Ah, that what I'm saying? Like, I mean, he's so sloppy. He left a whole body out, out yeah. in the open for somebody to see. He didn't. You tell me he didn't drop a fucking ear somewhere, or he didn't. You know what I mean? A drop of blood, even anything. Yeah. Do you, I think I don't know. I think this fellow was a bit of fucking fantasy yeah. as well. You know, he's like self-aggrandizement. I, I mean, it, it makes for a great story. It does. But at the same yeah. time, oh, a kid in every state. You're like, really? Because like they've cops in all the states. Like, but when they said the boogeyman. Mm. it is Albert Fish so he got what he wanted really like, oh know. he did I mean we're talking about him now in 2017 mm. you know what I mean so it is a good story but I don't I don't buy that he has a hundred a hundred victims like unless he ate them all but it takes nine days to eat one kid he was a handy enough sized fella I mean he wasn't exactly yeah he wasn't uh, packing it away it, like, no he wasn't, it wasn't no eating. John Candy or anything no <gasps> and I mean it'd be a fair amount of meat on a, on a person like you think of a, a small lamb especially like a fat child oh yeah yeah, yeah. With a healthy arse think, meat. Would you eat a full lamb? No, you wouldn't. I wouldn't. Over a, over a week, maybe. And that's a lamb is only a toddler. A tar- third of a child. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, to get through a full, like, nine, ten-year-old in a week, man, you want to be having that for breakfast. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Finger food. Mm. Just like eating fingers. <laughs> it's fucked up, dude. It's fucked up. 
I can just like I'm going through all the dishes because we're cooking here at home now and I'm trying to go through like oh yeah you know you'd be able to have like child's forum merengue and you could have like maybe <laughs> uh, you know Sunday roast to be just arse cheeks and uh, instead of pig's feet you could just have kids feet you know down the <laughs> yeah bit you know the intestine roulade and whatnot <laughs> yeah, not the yeah, rest of it yeah, yeah. chitlins chitlins a bit of collard greens Man, oh you're getting southern food now and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah we get soul food uh, that's fucked up dude like how would you eat a child in nine days uh, can you imagine <laughs> it's like oh my god is that your baby yeah oh my god I love children he's so sweet I wouldn't eat a whole one but I, I love them. oh stop you stop now Jeez, you're always with the jokes jokes Beautiful. yeah yeah jokes I'd jokes. eat the shit out of his nappy <laughs> no seriously I would he's so delicious um now see the thing is now <laughs> you're going to be coming into that time in life when you're going to be having babies and yeah. doing all that stuff and you're going to be going around and people will be like oh I could just eat you up and all you'll be thinking of is Albert, Albert Fish, Fish the whole going, time I'm slap the fucking head off <laughs> we'll, we'll end up with no friends for a finish it'll be like yeah we're not going around to the old Manny's that yeah. fucker hit me the last time I was there and I was trying to be nice to his ugly child like. we're going around to Manny's for a, for a barbecue yeah <laughs> the kids are the kids are staying in the house so uh, finally and this is the kind of insult to injury mm. uh, that Albert Fish gave to the law enforcement agencies that uh, fought so hard to get him uh, onto the chair in 1935 in March after being convicted of the McDonald killing and not of the grace bud uh, <laughs> fucking baffles my mind he was uh, he was sentenced to do death you, do you think he was even raging he goes I fucking admitted yeah. the grace bud thing do me for it they couldn't couldn't put chalk it down man uh, on the 16th of January 1936, he was he was put to death in the electric chair, old Sparky in Sing Sing. That he, was old Sparky, wasn't it? I yeah, think that's what it's yeah, called, yeah. yeah. There's a joke in The Simpsons about it, but I think that's the one it was. And uh, he went into the chamber at 11.06pm and he, he was uh, pronounced dead three minutes later. And he was, uh, he was buried in Sing Sing Prison Cemetery, right? But he was recorded to have said just before they switched on mm. the machine that this would be the supreme thrill of his life. So he's going to get like a rage, Tor- like a, a rage. He's going to get a rage and right. fucking erection from this. And just before they turned on the switch, his last words were, I don't even know why I am here. Like he's like, what did I do wrong? Still, still. Talk about a mm-hmm. fucking send off. Like, and I mean, legend has it, mm-hmm. after he spoke those words, legend has it when they flipped on the electricity yeah because of all the needles that were un like irremovable from his body in his like scrotum dick uh taint um, taint belly all that stuff they were all around there have you ever watched the green mile and they don't wet the sponge and yeah, your man goes yeah, yeah. apparently when they flipped the switch and albert fish shorted it. it the 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 needle started to conduct electricity and his crotch burst into flames and lightning and electricity was being conducted from needle to needle so his he literally had like lightning shooting out of his cock I was just going to say Gordon if you were to go anyway with fucking flames and and like thunder and lightning flying out of your cock that's a good way to die if you're a a sadomasochist that like spent your life getting hookers to fucking hammer your cock you're like oh the the final like he's dying he's got lightning shooting out of his cock lightning burning his like burning his cock to bits like that is that's the ultimate in fairness he, he, that's what he said he goes this is going to be the supreme thrill of my life I mean from his maybe point he of view, knew maybe he knew if I put needles in my mickey and in my belly <laughs> that when they do give me the fucking chair it'll be deadly crack yeah like that's fucked up that is fucked up like Albert Fish is possibly one of the most fucked up uh, true crime stories like had he do. had he had real foresight he would have stuck some more paraffin soaked cotton buds up his hole too 
I mean Oh the, it went on fire It went on fire So now he's shooting fire Out of his hole And fucking lightning, <laughs> lightning Out of his <laughs> cock I mean that is That's I mean, it sounds, like, it sounds some, like the, the Greek god Zeus with gonorrhea <laughs> or something like that. Had a few many two pints, her Persephone. Oh, my arse is on Af- fire. Aphrodite the dirty yeah. healer. Uh, yeah, it is fucked up though, right? Jeez, yeah. If that is, like, I mean, again, what a great... I mean, that's a, that's an amazing finish to a movie. Just, co- you know, yeah. sp- just his cock turns into a sparkler, like a welding rod, just shooting fucking stuff out. <laughs> Fourth of July, yeah, they wouldn't... Does just, Roman candle... <laughs> Like I've done a lot of research Like we've done maybe I think like 15 shows On Spin FM Doing the mm. true crimes And we've done maybe Like six or seven here On this show uh, As far as true crime goes We're going to try and get through All the ones that we've Skipped over from the radio And get them out On every second week But like I guarantee yeah, You're not going to find a lad As fucked up Like no. for the specific stuff That we see as like The absolute Perimeter of Human decency like this lad is way outside of that standing in the dark all you can see is his shoes from the light of the campfire of human decency like he's not even close no 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 he he's not like subhuman like it's something something else you know he's like no animal would behave like he did couldn't and I mean there are some ruthless fucking animals I mean bears hungry fucking grizzlies will eat cubs like a mink will kill for sport yeah 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 just for the crack like a fox will go in and fuck up a hen house yeah it won't kill and then strip and then fuck and then eat yeah and then stick needles in its cock yeah yeah I don't know man Albert Fish what a fucking and weird he's its own legendary Jesus, series Albert yeah. Fish <laughs> what are you doing Al fucking hell Albert uh, that's it I think for this time those conspiracy guys fair play to his wife for sidestepping that scenario yeah, and cleaning him there. out and the six kids yeah yeah Poor, poor kids. I wonder are any of Albert Fish's uh, descendants. Oh man, can you imagine answering that question? Well, what did your get... old man do that back in the day? Wait, have you got a minute? I'd say there's Albert Fish grandkids around the there place. There has to be, yeah. Going by the, the potency of the fucking wonder, family. Did the mental? That's what I was going to say, Tom. Yeah. Would the mental health problems like be? This is like the. This is how you finish a movie. Disseminated. This is how you finish a movie. Din, din, as the twinkly music the chi- goes on. The child being born, like snapping the ass. Yeah, yeah. This is how the movie finishes. As dun, Al- dun. Albert's cock is, dun, dun, isn't, dun. isn't the final scene yeah. Albert's cock exploding It's the baby uh, descendant. As, as he's going up In the electric chair There's, the, there's, the, a, there's a baby somewhere yeah, That is the descendant born. of him And yeah. gives And does exactly what The baby starts beating itself In the face With a fucking rattler <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, That's like the, the Alternate version The alternate ending To uh, the butterfly effect Did you yeah. see that? Yeah 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 that f- I, I watched the first like, I haven't the, seen it in years The original actually. one Where he's like He wishes to go back And goes I don't like you but there's like an alternate one where he goes back and chokes himself to death in the womb and had to take that out. Did they? Because people were like, that's too fucked up. It's too fucked up. There's four different endings on the DVD special features. Well, this is, I think if we were to make a movie, that's exactly how it should end. I, just, for Albert Fish, for, yeah. for definite. It's totally fucked up. Fucking Albert Fish. Right, that's the end of this one for those conspiracy guys for this time. Uh, if anything was incorrect or you want to... Uh, <laughs> You want to tell us what the fuck, lads? Uh, that was a really weird one. Uh, if you want to give us any extra information that we missed out on, or indeed you want to share the some The Chinese links, thing is the big thing. We yeah, need to find I, out. I want to find that out. What, was it a region of China? <clears throat> Did it ha- yeah, was it just... Uh, when was it? And was it real? Were they he genuinely- said Hong Kong. I don't know. Like, was it Hong Kong? I right. think Hong Kong was pretty fucking civilized in the 30s, yeah. man. I couldn't see uh, I couldn't see people eating 14-year-old kids. Hong Kong in the, in the 30s? Wasn't that British? Yeah, that's British what I'm saying. It was like, pretty yeah, fucking so civilized, no, like, right? 
so if yeah if you want to get in contact with us info at thoseconspiracyguys.com we're also on all the social medias Facebook, Twitter, Instagram Reddit all the, the usual suspects on a bit of Snapchat I'm sorry if I don't get back to you straight away there is a lot of messages coming in I am trying my best uh, I'm, I'm scheduled here now for Monday's my social media day uh, trying to get back to everybody thanks to all the Patreon supporters uh, to Blake and to uh, Christine who are super fucking awesome legend bags uh, patreon.com slash those conspiracy guys if you like the show and you want to support it we do have our season 5 finale coming up uh, middle of next week and it's going to be out of this world mm. that's a clue that's a clue and uh, then we're going to be going into season 6 and we have a live show coming up so you get all the information if you're at the live show about season 6 and the future for those conspiracy guys including uh, tours all over uh, Ireland and the UK making some videos going and seeing some conspiracies firsthand, and indeed doing a few live shows in uh, as many comedy clubs or theatres or whatever wh- whatever will have us I guess if we <laughs> bail over to London I'm you sure we can find it come over to my it. castle we, yeah we, we do a, do, do a private it, show do it from the pub next door the Monday club I'm sure we're going to go shooting with Tom DeBarrow man you definitely are I'm sure we are with me. season uh, just opened I have to get uh, <laughs> I've got a load of camo for you too it's fine I love it yeah it's like a big uh, a big one that makes me look like a bear yeah like a well, you've, seen, you've seen some of the guns in the, la- in the land we were yeah yeah, yeah. you've seen some of the, the stuff it's, done. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of videos of, of like practice stuff that I'm trying to get used to the, the gear I'm also trying to get some stuff up because Ireland has a lot of different like conspiracy stuff as well and trying to get out there and, and, and get a good bit of practice before we uh, head over to the US uh, this time next year but the, the the two live shows one is on the 14th of September in the generator and that's going to be uh, like great cracks our first ever live show it's already sold out it's going to be deadly if you do want to come and see us live there is still tickets left for the October the 10th show in the Sugar Club and you can get the tickets from social or from Eventbrite uh, just search conspiracy and we'll be there or you can email me and I'll send you over a link and uh, that's going to be great crack so join in with that if you're in Ireland and you're enjoying the show we also have another show called Why Press Play that Tom is also on this week uh, talking about the movie Idiocracy and uh, Why Press Play is a movie TV show and computer games podcast where we we, we, we basically we do the we do the looking and searching so you don't have to uh, you spend more time watching and less time choosing and uh, we've got a couple of weird ones Mm. in this show so far but Idiocracy was a good one uh, that we did with Tom and it should be out by tomorrow uh, so you can go over to Y Press Play ypressplay.com or on Facebook Twitter that's really hard to say Y Press Play Y Press Play Y Press Play Y Y Children Uh, and we also stream on Twitch with Y Press Play, so we we, we stream uh, PS4 and Steam and a couple of the old consoles like Mega Drive and SNES games and stuff like that. So do check that out. Tom also has a podcast called Bookshot, where Bookshot. he interviews the the best and brightest in Irish media and uh, has the crack in a conversational style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a light-hearted one, but it's uh, people tend to enjoy it. The, the the guests tend to have a bit of crack. Uh, that's all it is, man. A conversation, I think, is a bit more. Uh, a bit more conducive to listening if you're in a, a podcast environment rather than on the radio where it's kind of a staunch uh, interview situation but well, this is it yeah you see people kind of freeing up you yeah. can kind of see people freeing up after about 10 minutes they're like that's oh right they're not trying to sell something no they're not no to no, no. Something. they're just enjoying it yeah, like, that's, you know that's what, I mean? what you want that natural state and if you want to find Tom online it's at Tom underscore Omani with it, no E and a Y at the end yes uh, like Mahoney from uh, Police Academy Police Academy that's it that's and it any, anywhere else just type in Tom can I mention my my the last of the year stand up shows absolutely you have, a, you have shows in London coming yeah, up yeah I've because I've, I, I'm 
a lot of clubs and stuff coming up so all the Irish ones are done with and the very last one it's, the show's name is Bookshot as well awesome. but it's a stand up brand new stand up hour this year and it'll be the 25th of November I'll be in the Museum of Comedy which is in the Leicester Square Theatre in so if London you're, if you're a TCG fan in London head to the Leicester Square Theatre November the Museum 25th. of Comedy that's it and you, it's very easy to find you just quite I, literally type it in or you'll find you, you look me up there's tickets I, online we put there the link tic- up in yeah the yeah that'd be awesome yeah. awesome okay we'll do that so and uh, you can catch Tom at any good uh, participating comedy club or the bad ones too yeah, I mean, those, yeah, ones. Uh, all over Ireland uh, and you do a few UK gigs yeah, on the, on the few, yeah you, could, you could find me someplace in obscure like Antwerp also like you know, <laughs> trust me I'll tell you that story another Malmo. day uh, so yeah we'll get onto Tom's social onto Twitter or onto Facebook and you get uh, you keep up to date with what he's at traveling all over the world being awesome so that's this time on those conspiracy guys thanks for joining us Tom thank you very much for having me it was a weird one for your first one it was good one. but this is, this is good now I'm going to drive home with one weird look at every odd guy that's on walking near me I'm like <laughs> you could be biting children or yeah, yeah. Just like driving by, roll in the window and drive by kids real fast and just go, get in home before you're eight. Yeah. <laughs> before you're eight. Your, your mother will eat you. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. So that's this time of those conspiracy guys. Thanks for listening. And uh, don't forget to leave us a, a review or a rating on iTunes if you like the show. It doesn't really matter to me, but iTunes seem to like it and it makes us up fly, fly up in the charts. So please do that. Thanks again to Tom and see you. Good luck. Goodbye. Bye.